0: Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Crypto Crow. Coming up, we're gonna talk about crypto news, tax reform, and SEAL Network. Stick around, I'll be right back. Thank you for joining me, everybody. I am the Crypto Crow. Uh, Looking at the market right now, Bitcoin's sitting at $8,100 and looking pretty decent. Uh, You know, a little bit of a correction yesterday, and it looks like we're back on track for things moving forward. Today is April 17th, 2018. Hopefully, my audio is a little bit better than it was yesterday. I ended up just deleting the entire video that I did yesterday because, quite frankly, I was really disappointed in... um, uh, voice uh, voice meter banana. Got rid of all that, went out today, spent some money, got a new microphone and a uh, an, an external mixer. So everything, I'm not using software for any of that anymore, I'm just using hardware. And uh, I guess you can be the judge as to whether or not things are set up. Um, I will say that the next step is when my new video camera comes in and I completely restructure my green screen and everything else behind me so that it doesn't look like I am... I don't know, the background is just, I don't know. It's all sorts of messed up. So anyway, we'll we'll get to that tonight. So hopefully uh, tonight's video will be a lot more fun. Uh, quick quick news article that I found quite interesting. Obviously with taxes being the craze right now and a lot of stuff going on, very few people actually filing and claiming crypto gains. Um, why the IRS should treat crypto as a new asset, asset asset class. You can read the entire article. It's on Coindesk. Um, But I wanna just go over some of the points that were offered on basically what we should do to kind of keep things fair, keep the taxation of cryptocurrency fair for what it is and how it's used. You can't really just bulk it into something else because we're just too lazy to do anything about it or figure it all out. Uh, And it's just easier for us as a government to just say, you know what, screw you guys, pay us what we want, figure it out, make a wild ass guess, whatever. As long as it's not too little, you're okay. Here are a few foundational ideas I would propose for cryptocurrency tax reform. Deminimize exclusions, e.g. spending less than $200 for a good or service should be exempt from reporting and capital gains tax. Agreed. Designate cryptocurrencies as a new asset class, complete with common sense rules that are customized for cryptocurrencies, unique use cases as opposed to strain comparisons to semi-related asset classes. Okay. Last in, first out, LIFO, or specific share should be the default accounting method as they more closely track the economic realities of investors buying fresh Bitcoin or Ethereum in order to transfer it to other exchanges and invest in other cryptocurrencies. Thank you. Because up until now, you can't buy, you can't, you can't buy Cardano unless you have Bitcoin or Ethereum. You can't buy the majority of altcoins unless you start with Bitcoin. So we're creating an instant trail of taxable events for no reason whatsoever. It's, it's, it's overkill and it's ridiculous. Two, two, two seconds of pure thought. Somebody could have figured that out and at least wrote that into whatever tax code they've come up with. Exempt Bitcoin and Ethereum from wash sale rules. As currencies often traded for others, they should be exempt from rules about not buying back a currency you've recently sold. Those same rules should apply to other cryptocurrencies to prevent selling and buying back just to harvest tax losses. Safe Harbor for reporting back taxes. Once guidance is given, offer investors a chance to, pack, to pay back taxes or amend prior returns given the uncertainty of the current environment. Amen safe harbor for regulations around reporting foreign assets via the FBAR and or FACTA forms. Most people do not even know where in the world an exchange is located unless it's BitMEX or Coinbase. Now, this is a big key I had pointed out previously when I had interviewed um, a a tax gentleman, and he basically said, look, if you're caught with more than $10,000 in an overseas exchange, you could be fined drastically, and face potential jail time. Problem is, is that the majority of cryptocurrency traders don't have a clue where the hell these exchanges are located. So you're again, you're just putting an unrealistic burden on people just because they're involved in the crypto space, and you're threatening them with huge fines and potential jail time. Um, I don't know what the hell's going here. I'm not quite sure what's going on back there. Um, so, Explicit tax deferral on cryptocurrency capital held within one exchange. When an investor trades cryptocurrency only for other currencies without transferring it out of an exchange and being able to convert it to USD. For example, it seems a bit unfair that he or she would be expected to pay paper gains in USD that have not been realized. Exactly. If you haven't cashed out your profit, you haven't made shit. You, you you're you're literally just holding on to something, hoping for and, and with the volatility, you could be up thirty bucks today on one coin and back and back down the next day, you know forty cents. So it's it's until you've cashed it out into USD, um yeah, leave people the hell alone. That's really all that should matter. You have a Coinbase account. You deposit a thousand dollars. You go out. You do a bunch of trading. You do your thing. You cash out. Let's say you cash out five thousand dollars. You're taxed on the four thousand dollar difference as a capital gains tax. Simple, easy, done. That's it. I don't. I, it doesn't. I don't see there doesn't need to be any more greed or 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 anything in in place of that. Aggregate reporting of gains and losses at exchanges that do not offer exchange to USD or other fiat, as opposed to the burdensome task of requiring billions of trades made in Satoshis, e.g. units of Bitcoin, to be converted to USD when no consensus market price exists for most currencies at any time. Instead, a user would report the USD values of cryptocurrency transferred in, effectively a buy from a capital gains perspective, and the USD value of cryptocurrencies transferred out of an exchange, a sell. Here's the thing. If we want all these things to take place, I I feel like, and, uh, and now this is me speaking in complete brevity. Like, uh, I don't even know if that's the right term. I'm not, yeah, that's probably not the right term. <clears throat> Basically, I feel like the only way, it's only, it's like if, okay, if I'm the IRS and I'm thinking, okay, hey guys, uh, everybody in the office here, we, um, we, we realize that cryptocurrencies aren't going away. And people are making billions of dollars. Do we want our cut? Hell yeah. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. Tomorrow I'm gonna write something out on a napkin. And then we're gonna make it law. We're gonna give it to Trump because Trump doesn't really give a shit. He'll approve anything. So, you know, as long as it, you know, it doesn't affect him and his cronies and all of the big business players and and all of the people he does business with on an international level, um, he'll be all right with it. So we're gonna have him sign this napkin and we're basically just gonna tell the world, hey, we know all you guys are trading crypto. We've known about it for a while. We can track every single thing you do. So if you've been naughty, you better tell us. And oh, by the way, We want to tax everything you did last year, even though there wasn't a single word of any of this going on. We just kind of made this up at the last minute because we just want our cut from everything you did last year and now. So figure out how you're going to pay us, figure out how much you owe. Oh, don't ask us because, well, we don't really know either. We're just basically telling you, you owe us a lot of money and it's up to you to figure out how and why and all that. Oh, and by the way, you have to figure out how much you owe and how much you're going to pay us. Oh, you don't know? Oh, because we haven't given you any clear guidelines? Well, just cut us a check by April 17th and we'll figure it all out later. How's that sound? Just make sure you don't pay less than what you're probably gonna owe. You're better off paying more. How's that, okay? All right, good deal. And that's it. And it's like, if we want any of this shit to change, it's almost like we could either say, all right, well, Mr. IRS, um, the way you're going about this is complete foobar and nobody's going to play along with that. So if you want our crypto money, you're going to have to make some fair rules. You're going to have to basically understand that this isn't that this is ultimately a new asset class. It it's handled differently. Its use is different than anything else. And overall the rules need to be laid out in a very clear and specific way so that the rest of the world can actually follow them. Rather than be told to basically make a wild-ass guess and just cut you a check for whatever we think is right, provided it's not too little. So hopefully some of this takes into, hopefully all of it really goes into effect. I mean, that th- this would be a, a very big step forward. And look, I'm not against paying taxes. I'm against being raped. That's what I'm against. I'm against basically a bunch of greedy ass, like just a bunch of people looking at this and, and thinking, oh, well, this is going to be our big cash cow. We're just going to rake all these crypto people over the coals and, you know, take everything they've got. And that's really what this sounds like. It's exactly what this feels like. Oh, a bunch of people that, you know, aren't used to making a lot of money or making a lot of money. Well, let's just take half of it just because, and we'll let them figure out how. Anyway, it's definitely frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating. There's just really no excuse. It's it's purely, it's either pure laziness or complete and utter greed. Like that's all there is to it. It's just, uh, it's senseless. So that being said, let's take a look at SEAL Network now. I featured Seal Network before. This is a paid review. Basically, I talked about Seal Network in the past. I did like Seal Network, and um, they basically came back and said, hey, we'd really like a full review if you don't mind, let's let's do this. And so that's what we've done. So because I've talked about Seal Network in the past, the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go into my PowerPoint here. Let me see if this even still opens. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. So, all right, so there's the PowerPoint. Um, so, first thing I want to do, however, before I get into the, some of the metrics, I'm going to play a video that kind of explains a little bit about what this is, what's going on with it. And it's definitely, these guys have come quite a long way already since I first talked about them. So, let's give them some, in, let's get some insight.
1: A brand symbolizes the promise of value and authenticity. A promise that is broken by counterfeiters. At SEAL, we are devoted to protecting the value of the world's most beloved brands. We do this by combining cutting-edge blockchain and NFC technology. This is how it works. Products are manufactured with an embedded SEAL chip. This chip is linked to information on the SEAL network. A completely secure platform, which leverages a decentralized blockchain database. Consumers can easily scan the chip with the SEAL app to verify its authenticity and get product information. The dynamic NFC chip provides a unique code with every interaction. This makes it impossible to duplicate. With the SEAL app, consumers can also claim ownership of a product. And when consumers buy a product with SEAL tokens, the currency of the SEAL network, they directly claim ownership of products as well. This helps in theft prevention and insurance processing. Once a product changes owner, a small fee is paid to the brand. For the first time in history, brands can earn money from secondhand trade. Using the power of the blockchain, authenticity can be checked and ownership can be transferred decades from now, even if the product itself is discontinued. The transparent nature of the blockchain helps brands deal with midnight shift and parallel trade and empowers brands to maintain consumer trust. Together, we can stop counterfeiting for good. And let consumers appreciate the creative work of makers. SEAL. Out of love for creation.
0: So there you go. I mean, basically, SEAL Network is ultimately it's a platform that, that that you know their overall goal is to stop counterfeiting. I mean, just like the video said, it uses they have their own, I I'm assuming this is some sort of FRID tag that's attached to different products and goods. And then those are assigned an RFID. That basically follows that product all over the place, and seal the seal token is ultimately the fuel that runs the whole platform, and so you're going to need seal tokens to uh, you know authenticate and um, you know confirm validity validity of a product, so forth and so on. Um, these guys have been growing though. I mean, looking at their Telegram, they're they're fifteen thousand five hundred people in Telegram, so a lot of people have been taking interest to this. And it really doesn't look like a bit a bad thing. I mean, it looks like um, people are definitely taking some notice. Um, buy with confidence. Be sure you get the product you expect. Recognize genuine products from fakes. Fight counterfeiting. Make the world a safer, safer and better place. Fight against the financial support of cartels and dangerous products. Preserve value. Increase product value by adding supply chain information and providing trust in the secondary market. You know i could actually you know you could take this a step further ultimately and you can say hey you know we're, we're using this to fight counterfeiting but you could also use li- this in similar ways as like carfax and you can add data like that into these things um you know it, it, it at some point it could get even crazier and you can assign all sorts of additional data to these uh these little chips into these applications so how does seal network uh, how does seal network work the SEAL platform consists of several components, namely products with an embedded SEAL chip that uniquely identify physical products, the SEAL app installed on an NFC compatible smartphone, the SEAL token, which allows communication between the different parts of the platform, and the SEAL network, an immutable blockchain database where each transaction is recorded and validated by its nodes. Brands are the sole issuer of product pairing on the blockchain. This way, brands can ensure exactly how many authentic copies are released. Disingenuous manufacturers are, fa- manufacturers are no longer able to produce imitations that can be passed off as authentic because they cannot replicate the token. So ultimately, this will be a pretty big boon for major brands. You know, what are some of the big brands that are getting you know counterfeited all the time? Obviously, Louis Vuitton being one, Gucci. Um, Jimmy Choo, I'm sure. You know, a lot of these big pricey brands that people are looking to knock off and sell on the street corner. And you know, some people, they they don't really care if something's fake. You know, you go get a a fake coach purse or something, you get it for 50 bucks on eBay, you don't really care as long as it looks real enough to fool your friends and the people walking by you. You know, a lot of people go out and they buy counterfeit products specifically because they want something really close without dropping five or $6,000 on a purse when they can get it for a few hundred bucks. So, but this is definitely gonna help people looking to, to, to protect their products. Gateway to genuine products. Seal is your gateway to leave fakes with their devastating effect on the world and get genuine products from the brands you love and support. Um, you know, obviously you see La Apple, Nike, uh, Louis Vuitton, uh, there you go. So yeah, um, participate in the token sale. So we'll look into that in a minute, all right. Um, so as far as the token sale is concerned, we'll go ahead and go into some of these metrics, okay? And see where we at. All right, so Seal, Seal Network's a platform, um, and so they get a point for a platform. There are others similar to what Seal is doing, but I will say, reading through Seal's white paper, it is probably one of the nicest, most well laid out um, solid, like just one of the nicest white papers I've honestly read through um, to date. Like it really was sharp. Um, it was easy to read through and it was just, it was it was solid, it was a great white paper. And not that it, that's really relevant to profitability of the ICO, but um, you can tell when a company really genuinely cares about what they're trying to do. Um, Sealed network, Uh, yeah, the technology is fantastic. I think that there's definitely a lot of promise, not only for counterfeiting, fighting counterfeiting, but I think that there are gonna be a lot of additional applications that these guys are likely gonna come up with over time that are gonna help better sell this product to other companies to adopt. Um, So we'll see what those are, I don't know, but I can just see this growing into some other directions as well, especially if there's mass adoption. Uh, looking through the team was great. The advisors were solid. Um, <clears throat> the prototype—they do have a prototype. I'm pretty sure they have a full working system right now. Um, total supply is really high. They got 1.2 billion tokens total, and of those tokens, only 41% are are available at ICO. So they, they they lost two points for that because I just felt that that was look. I know that when you have a platform this big. Um, and with the number of tokens that are gonna be utilized on such a large scale, you're gonna wanna make sure you have enough. Um, but no, nobody says you have to have full tokens to run a platform, just like everything else. I mean, you cut the decibels where you want it, you can use fractional um, tokens if you really wanted to, but uh, these guys opted to have you know over a billion tokens overall. Um, however, the flip side to that is the tokens are only eight cents. So you're getting them pretty cheap. And um, so that's cool, they got a point. Total market cap, they're only looking at $33 million. So, the very small market cap for a coin like this, uh, which, you know, ultimately is is pretty smart because I think that it's going to take some time for mass adoption for something like this. It's going to take some really big companies like Nike, Louis Vuitton, some of the others to get on board and, and show how much this saves money. Um, you know, let's face it, if a big company like Nike gets on board and... Um, you know, I'm getting tired of this. Okay, actually, this is on my left. So we're gonna come over here, maybe. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Not sure what's happening here. The lighting's a little scre- sc- screwy. All right, well, hopefully that'll make it a little bit better. Um, but anyway, with a low market cap, like 33 million, I mean, you're, it, it, that's that's, even if the coin doesn't absolutely blow up with mass adoption early on, there's still decent chances for some significant gains. Um, so that's pretty decent. The highest bonus, the highest published bonus, was was, was actually only twenty percent. But if you're going to spend twelve hundred Ethereum um, at the token sale, they they basically said, well, well, we'll give you a custom bonus. So I guess that custom bonus at thirty cent thirty percent. Um, even if I gave it, went up to 35%, you know, they would still get a point. So I just guessed at 30% being the highest bonus and gave them a point. Let's face it. The reality is, is, you know, the majority of investors are likely not gonna be investing 1,200 Ethereum at one time. They could, but um, the pulse is solid. I mean, this is definitely catching on. The interest is growing and growing and growing. So yeah. Do I trust these guys? Yeah, I trust these guys to complete this product. Um, it's already, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're already in a position where they're able to use it. Ultimately, they got a 10 out of 13. Um, you know, so there you go. I mean, the numbers are fine. The question for me from an investment standpoint is, is if I put in $1,000 today, what can I expect to get back in a year? I base everything off of a year because Obviously, once you've held a coin for a year, um, you lower your capital gains tax, which as we all know, is becoming a new big thing. Um, you know, How can we limit the amount of damage our government does to us um, You know, by trying to tax the hell out of us without any clear guidelines or anything else? Well, we kinda understand that capital gains tax is a thing. I don't see that ever going away. Um, but the one thing that the government has given us or the IRS or whoever, Uh, to alleviate some of that, is basically if you hold long or otherwise crow your coins for at least a year, you lower your overall capital gains tax by as much as 20%. So, you know, when I invest in something, I look at it at at least a minimum of one year. And, you know, I get the coins, I file them away on thumb drives and I forget about them. I just don't even mess with them. And so, that being said, you know, how well do I think this will do over the course of a year? Well. Looking at the roadmap, and I am yawning. Um, oh, I need to close this. Um, looking at the roadmap, yeah, I'm yawning because I was running around all morning for this equipment that, I, that I'm that i trying out right now, hoping it works. Obviously, my lighting, I've, I'm gonna totally redo as soon as I'm done with this video. Um, so, well, this is a corporate roadmap. Um, legal and business, second quarter of 2018, talent. Standardized HR processes. Excuse me. Standardize HR processes and controls to quickly scale team and manage performance. Sales and marketing, second or third quarter. Technology, quarter three of 2018. Scale the technology division tasked with the development. So this is okay. That's that's fine. Uh, Bart, I mean, I was looking through these guys earlier. I mean, they're all decent. What I'm looking for is There was no, there's no regular roadmap. Um, Develop and address the needs of design niche categories, wine, art, limited edition, and luxury goods. Set up partnerships with NFC, Inlay, and other suppliers. All right, so I mean, it's basically a roadmap. I mean, they've already got a lot of this stuff already going and, and in use. So it's really about, I guess, expanding the team and um, you know, building the overall demand. So look, $2.81 trillion, total value of counterfeit and pirated goods, 1.87 trillion, wider economic and social costs, 1.244 trillion, displacement of legitimate economic activity, 5.4 million jobs, employment losses annually. So look, if this catches on and it really does put a damper on counterfeiting, uh, in a substantial way, it's gonna save a lot of money. Well, if if it saves a lot of money, where can that money go? Well, hopefully it'll go into reduced pricing and some of the better brand products. I doubt that very much, but there's no telling. Overall, uh, I think this is, I, I look at SEAL as a safe investment, especially if you're looking to hold on for a year, two years, let things catch on, let these guys grow and do their thing, um, you know, the price is cheap enough at eight cents. If you're able to get in earlier as a as a an accredited investor and you want to get into some pre-sale activity, you know pre-sale token pre-token sale is live now. So you have that ability to get involved. You know, read through the white paper. It really is a good read and it's it's pretty exciting. Um, Pre-ICO price depends on the amount spent and is the Ethereum equivalent of between point zero. cents and 0.8 cents. So it's not a huge bonus any way you slice it, but the pre-ICO minimum is one Ethereum. Uh, We don't burn tokens, but actually offer a better solution. SEAL will distribute all unsold tokens proportionately to all token sale participants at the end of the token sale. Check our white paper for more details. I did see that. Um, USA is unfortunately excluded. What I will tell you for those of you that love to complain about the fact that 99.99% of the ICOs that are reviewed or even exist exclude the USA uh, is wait for it to hit exchange. Um, you know, if you're not in the U.S. and you can't get access to the coin in a legal fashion, just keep your eye on things, mark some of their key notes in the in your calendar, and and check it out as soon as it starts to hit exchanges. It's going to be a little bit of a, a little while. You know, keep checking back. Um, you know, add Seal Network to your Twitter so that, you know, when new things pop up on Twitter about Seal Network, keep in mind, you know, Twitter's loaded with scammers, bullshitters, you know, all of that. So, you know, obviously they're, they're having some issues um, with uh, phishing attempts. Beware of phishing. We only use the domains seal.network and token.seal.network. Any other domains do not belong to us. So you know, make sure you guys play it safe. And, uh, but yeah, I like Seal Network. I mean, it's, it's. I think it's, my opinion, and again, I'm not a financial advisor, but I think that this looks safe. I think this is a very serious project. A lot of passion, a lot of hard work is going into this. And honestly, I wish them well. I hope it's gonna do well. Hopefully they sell out of this thing, Um, but uh, we'll see how things go. So until later this evening, when I come live, crow your coins. Thank you for joining me.